This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. Co-hosting with me today, I have Leah Lang-Glusick and Paul Delbrook in the studio. And joining us now by phone, I have Dr. Hannah Cooper from Peterson and Smith. And we are going to talk about, I'm going to call it PPID because the long word I'll let the veterinarian take care of. But most people know it better as Cushing's. Uh, and although more recently there is a big focus on, and significant research on the topics of diagnosis and the efficacy of treatment in this um, area. Uh, Dr. Cooper, can you explain what PPID is for us? Yes, of course. Um, PPID is pituitary pars intermediate dysfunction. That's why I had you say it. <laughs> it's also better known as Cushing's disease, and it's one of the most common diseases of horses over 15 years old. It's an abnormality within the pituitary gland of the brain, which is the pars intermediate portion, um, which becomes enlarged over time and overproduces hormones. Now, it is the most common endocrine disorder in the horses, correct? Yes, it's very common in horses that are over 15 years old. However, it has been seen in some horses as young as seven. Wow, that's young. Yes, that is very young. Now, um, how do you recognize some of the symptoms? I know that um, uh, uneven, long and shaggy uh, kind of winter-looking coat is very common, sometimes cresty neck and fat deposits. Um, Another symptom, actually, that I'm familiar with with my horse was a, a heavy urination, especially in the stall, um, and maybe drinking more. Are there any other symptoms that you can look for? Um, the ones that you all listed are the main signs that you'll be able to see. So, like you said, the long, hairy coat that doesn't shed out, excessive drinking, urination. They'll be prone to laminitis and chronic infections. Um, they'll have muscle loss along their top line. Sometimes they'll have a pot-bellied appearance. They'll sweat excessively because of a long hair coat. And they can have some fatty deposits above their eye. Okay. Now, as far as you mentioning the laminitis, how common is that in a, um, in a case of Cushing's or PPID? Do you see that a lot? It can be quite common if the Cushing's is not well-managed. Um, so it is very important that management is is really heavily done. So you want to give proper treatment and additional supportive care, like good farrier work, so that you can prevent the laminitis from happening. And what about uh, diagnosing PPID? Is it very difficult to diagnose? Is there a specific test that you perform? Diagnosis is pretty easy. Um, a lot of times they can just do it based on the clinical signs alone because there is the classic sign that they look like. Mm -hmm. um, but more commonly, it can be tested by measuring hormone concentrations in the blood plasma. And there are several ways to test this, and it kind of determines based on the time of the year. So if you speak to your veterinarian, they will know which test is best. Okay, so it does vary um, depending on what season you're in. Now, I was told, and I don't know how accurate this is, uh, medically speaking, but is the fall the or, or the autumn the correct or, or better time to most likely get an accurate result? Um, Good question. Autumn, yes. Yeah, they, yeah, it can be changed during the time of the year. You can test for it throughout the year. However, certain times different tests are more, more effective or more accurate. So okay. 
time of year kind of just depends on what kind of test you want to do for it. Yeah, because I had a, um, a several different people who've had horses were diagnosed with Cushing's who said that in the fall, actually their horses showed more symptoms. I don't know if that's because the grass drops down so much and the sugar gets more concentrated, or if it's because people increase feed and hay at this time of year, and so maybe that you know, increases some of the symptoms. So I just wondered if that was perhaps a time of year when you might see more symptoms. Yeah, that both of those things can do the same thing. Um, because especially horses that have Cushing's can also have insulin resistance, which is kind of like a diabetes, if oh. you would want to compare it to people. Okay. So with the high sugar levels in the grass and people feeding more, it can just increase the clinical signs that you see. Oh, interesting. Now, um, as far as treatment goes, there isn't officially a cure, as far as I know. Um, and I know that this is something that um, horse owners manage. Um, what do you do as far as a prescription? And does that go along with nutritional management and that kind of thing as well? Yes. So there is one drug that is called Porgolide, which the brand name tends to be Prescend. It's the drug of choice. It decreases some of the hormone production by the pituitary gland. And usually it's pretty simple as a management. It's as simple as usually one pill a day. But the amount of drug required to manage the condition may change due to the progression of the disease. So because of this reason, it's important to have your horse be tested yearly, at least, um, for so that your veterinarian can determine the need for dosage adjustments. Also, um, additional supportive care, such as regular deworming, dental care, good therapy, and all that are really important as these horses are prone to chronic infections and laminitis. And if your horse happens to also be insulin resistant, which can happen with horses with um, Cushing's, it's important to feed a low, a, a specialized diet that's low in sugars. Okay, so diet is a very important part and key to uh really to success so is is managing it recognizing the possible symptoms getting the veterinarian out there and getting the test once you do get a positive result um, working you know out which medication well obviously the percent or um, pergolide medication plus managing all of the other things that obviously need an extra care when you have this uh, diagnosis because of laminitis and other health concerns so it sounds like thorough care from the teeth all the way down to the feet. <laughs> exactly. Which isn't a bad idea if you're a horse owner anyway. <laughs> uh, but it does sound like it, you know, it's very important that the, the diagnosis is quick as possible if you, if you do think that your horse has any of those symptoms because obviously quality of life is going to be affected if, um, if it's not treated and managed. So. Uh, so it does sound like a, a lot of management and extra care. Anything else that you want to add to that, Dr. Cooper? With good treatment and implementation of excellent wellness practices, um, you can extend the life and have a good quality of life for your horse. Good. So, so the prognosis is not all bad. <laughs> no, it's not all bad. Anything that you guys want to ask the doctor? No, I think uh, Dr. Hannah Cooper was awesome in explaining everything that is with Cushing's. Uh, I have had horses for a long time, and it was really good to hear that education. So thank you very much. It certainly is. And I know that it can be um, something that ponies can be susceptible to. Is there a particular breed that you see it more in, Dr. Cooper? Um, ponies are especially high incidence, but it's also been 
reported to be higher in Morgans. Ah, interesting. I happen to have a Morgan. So <laughs> and I don't a, want it. <laughs> so would that be a genetic thing? or? Um... Interesting question, yeah. I guess it must be if it's common in ponies and, and you see a lot of cases in Morgans. And again, a Morgan tends to be a smaller, a smaller breed. So, I mean, maybe they are more predisposed the way that ponies are. Interesting possibility. And very interesting. Uh, well, we really, really are thankful, Dr. Cooper, that you joined us today and uh, filled us in uh, on PPID or Cushing's. As it's known, interestingly enough, it's actually more common in dogs and humans than it is even in horses, which is an interesting fact. So, uh, thank you very much, Dr. Hannah Cooper from Peterson and Smith for joining us. Yes, and thank You're you, welcome. Dr. Cooper. Sorry. Thank you for everything that Peter's Peterson and Smith does, making sure that the horses are always looked after and... Thank you. Appreciate no doubt. All that. Very thorough. Yes. Best ambulatory team and surgeons and specialists for sure. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hi, guys. This is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube and let me know what you thought. Now, please go out there and share the podcast.